Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is Debbie G of Spirituality Gone Wild. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Neo-positivity is going to be along shortly. Well, we're not quite sure how shortly, but he's going to be here as soon as he can. He's on the road. He called and he says, I'm, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. So as soon as he gets here, he'll be checking in and joining us. But uh, it's not like we're going to be lacking because we have guests galore coming out of the woodwork today. And it's actually going to be pretty cool stuff because, among other things, we're going to hear some music by somebody who's in, who, who's basically a sacred music creator. I mean, that, that's a pretty cool title all by itself. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to put out a little quick note. Um, this is something that actually comes out of yesterday's episode. Uh, anyone who, who tuned in and heard the episode with uh, guest uh, Branch Isole, and, and I always trip over his name. Um, if you listen to the episode, you'll know that <laughs> I don't know what was going through my mind, but I, I think Source actually made me choose him as a guest because I couldn't remember why I brought him on the show, which was kind of embarrassing, really. Um, but it made for an interesting introduction. And then toward the end of the show, um, he kind of went off on a rant. It was kind of a negative rant. And I always take the policy of, well, I, I don't really want to challenge a guest. I don't really want to, I mean, I, I want to respect them because unless they're asking for help, I'm not, I'm not there to be their coach or their psychiatrist or something like that. But it was a fairly long rant, and, and after it was all done and, and we were done with the show, and the show was a good show, but afterward, I, I, it just kind of stuck with me. Like, do I really want that to be the theme of the show going forward? Because we're reaching out to having more and more guests from outside of our, our little closed circle here coming in to be a part of what we're doing. And so we're going to get more and more people who are not necessarily familiar with the kinds of things we talk about here. So how do I want to handle that, I asked myself. And after meditating on and thinking about it for a, bit, for a bit, I finally came up with the answer. So you're going to be hearing from now on a sentence that you have heard from me before, but you're going to hear it a whole lot more often. And that sentence is going to come out whenever somebody is kind of going off the deep end on something like that. And the sentence is going to be, what do you want instead? And I'm not going to settle for, well, I don't want this X, Y, Z. No, no, no. Can't use the words X, Y, Z. What do you want instead? Because I think what's going to happen is um, we're going to reach new levels of your daily dose of happy. So just wanted to put that out there, just kind of a, an expectation, an intention for what's coming in the future. But in the present, in the present, we have a fabulous musical guest. I'm going to let Debbie introduce her because uh, Debbie is basically her best friend, best fan in the world. She's like the number one fan, head of the fan club, really. I, mean, I really am right? yeah, sure. Yeah, that's no joke. That is no joke. Um, a couple years ago, I was introduced to Mary Isis's music, and I instantly went, oh, my heart, like, skipped a beat. And I mean, it was just, it was magic. It was magic. And Earth's Child was that song. And it's just, there was something about it and it spoke to me. I was blessed to be able to be part of a, a gigantic goddess fest. And Mary was one of the performers. And I just sat there as her music permeated through my entire being and through my cells, which is what all of you are getting ready to experience that same exact vibration and it is going to go through you you will get truth chills and you will feel your vibration lift mary is a sacred singer a musician music producer ritualist of healing arts ceremonial space holder and integration coach and she 
is also now ventured into the world of recovery with her integration coaching, which is really phenomenal. You will be able to also see her tomorrow morning on Unify. She is the official music, uh, musical artist for Unify Women Rising. We are in our second season and we're coming back. But without further ado, Mary, welcome. Welcome to all of the channels that you're on. And we're just blessed to have you. Thank you so much. I feel really blessed to be here. And I love what you said, Walt. Just what do you want? Because, right? Yes. Yeah. In my music, I am very passionate about choosing words of power, words of affirmation, because words create a reality. So I'm going to sing a song of the moment, whatever wants to come through right now in this present moment. And then I'll sing another song after that that I chose specifically to share today.
this song came to me in a dream and I did my best to remember it. <laughs> the song is called Struggle Game. It's not about you and your struggle game. It's about knowing that we're all the same. Facing our darkness and embracing the light. We know our truth by how it feels inside. Finding our courage on the darkest days. Walking humbly on the path. Of the wisdom ways We are all students in this school of life Learning our lessons how to heal And open our eyes To see the gifts that we all carry inside We're here to share, we're here to be The truth and the light This is the evolution of our Souls embodied, circling together, holding a piece of the whole. We are embodied, circling around this beautiful globe, holding a piece of the whole. It's not about you in your struggle game. It's about knowing that we're all the same Facing our darkness and embracing the light We know our truth by how it feels inside It's not about you in your struggle
Thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Let me just turn the... There we go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> what, what, what was the first instrument you were playing there? I'm not familiar with that one. This is called a shruti box. Shruti box. What a good one. for. Um, it's a drone, basically, and you can put it in whatever key you want. And it's a great instrument for training the voice and for toning. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. Very interesting. That was awesome. Oh, that was so, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, Walt, did you feel, did you feel the, the chills? Oh, yeah. That, What's that wrong is, you? The, the, the energy of that is, is such a high vibe and it's such a pleasant vibe. That's the part that I love about it. It's just, ah, oh, you just kind of listen and go, ah, oh, that's the way the whole thing feels all the way through. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's important to feel good. Most definitely. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talk about that a lot here on the program. I mean, that, that the subtitle, Your Daily Dose of Happy, is chosen for a reason because we recognize just how important it is to feel as good as we can, as often as we can, throughout our day. So, yeah, when we're when the show is starting off with a high vibe like that, Thank you. That was really great. <laughs> Completely amazing. And again, everybody, you can purchase the music right at maryisismusic.com. Please support our artists. Okay. They, they put their, their soul into it. In fact, when a musician is playing, what you are listening to is a part of their soul. Mm, when you listen to true. their voice, that is the purest essence of the soul. Tomorrow morning, you're going to see Mary again live right on Unify Women Rising. She's going to be starting us off for our new season, which I'm super excited about. By the way, Mary, before you skip that, that topic, um, women, women Rising, let's talk about uh, briefly, and we'll do this at the end of the show too, how do people find that? Because there are going to be some listeners who aren't familiar oh, yeah, yeah. with, you know, so we got to kind of tell them. Yeah, thank you. Because this was a podcast, not everybody's watching. So right. I always forget that. So uh, what you want to do is you want to either go to YouTube and go to Spirituality Gone Wild, or you want to go right straight to unify.org, or just go on Facebook and go to Unify. Go to Facebook, type in Unify. We start at 9 o'clock in the morning. If you saw any ads out there for 8 o'clock, Unify decided they wanted 9. So, okay, cool. Nope, we're that's, start. that's nine California times, just so we get the time zone. Yeah, yes, yeah, thank you, Walt. Walt, <laughs> Pacific, Pacific time. Um, yes, exactly, exactly. So I'm really excited about all of this. And make sure to watch an upcoming Cup of Grata, because Mary Isis will be uh, with me. We don't know which morning she'll be on the calendar. So just keep your eyes peeled. And we're going to get deeper into the work that she is now doing in recovery and integration and plant medicine, which is a really exciting conversation for me to have. You all know how much I love to talk about plant medicine and alternatives to that, that are available out there for us all. I want to, well, I'm going to go ahead and do the honors, if that's okay. Go right ahead. Well, we have somebody really special in the house, and I and I know that the it's going to look a little bit different there just for a minute, but that's okay. Every Monday morning, we are really super blessed to have this incredible being join us. Um, Claudia is this wonderful person that I met years ago uh, in Desert Hot Springs. We were at a was it the Fairy Fest, Claudia? We were at the Fairy Fest. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the Fairy Fest on this yeah, ranch. I think so. 
yeah, yeah. She came up and we started talking and here we are years later. Um, and she's got a show and it's called, it's called Tune into the Moon and it's on Moon Day, which is Monday. Claudia is a award winning, no, when I say award winning, Emmy award winning lunar astrologer and she's been doing it for what, 50 years, Claudia? A long time. I don't even know how long. It's been a long time. And here's a quick little blurb about Claudia. So, without further ado, Claudia is going to tune into the moon. And what you can do is put your birthday into the chat. And Mary, if you want to put your <laughs> your birthday <laughs> in the chat, and Walt, and I'm going to give it back over to you, Walt, and to Claudia. Claudia, I'm so grateful to have you here on LOA today. And Claudia, Mary, Mary, Claudia, Walt. Hi, Mary. I loved those lyrics. Oh, my gosh. And the song. Thank you so much beautiful oh, that was gorgeous before we get into it i want to ask you something claudia because we don't get an emmy award winner on here very often you got to tell us about that story a little bit well i always say my journey took me from hollywood to the moon and of course now it's taking me way beyond because i'm really working with the transcendent galactic human aspect from the earth way out there but um i uh, i was a makeup artist and hair designer in hollywood and I was nominated for an Emmy five times. So this just shows you be patient, you know. And also, I didn't ever do what I did for the awards. I loved what I did. And actually, what I won for was the project I probably had the most fun with. It was called Poor Little Rich Girl. And it was the life story of Barbara Hutton, who at one time, she was, um, I don't know if anybody remembers Woolworths, but she was the Woolworth heiress. And her father was the Frank Hutton in E.F. Hutton. And she lived a very... She really lived a very sad life with an enormous amount of money. But, of course, what do we all want? We all want love. And so it was It was her story. And it went from the late 1800s into 1970. So I did all those periods on that. I was nominated for Elvis and Me for makeup and Poor Little Rich Girl for hair in the same year. So I won for Poor Little Rich Girl, which um, it's still being shown in different places. So if you see it, you'll see not just me, of course, but this whole amazing crew that I had that gave the background for all of these periods and created this feeling, which is what you get when you watch a period movie. You step into that time. So right. um, uh, I kind of, it was kind of odd. I, a lot of things converge and I knew that my soul was calling me to something else. I wanted a great life rather than a great resume and to be a human being not just a human doing. And so, um, and I saw that there was a corporate takeover happening in Hollywood. Uh, people who weren't creative at all, they were accountants. And so I left and uh, went on this adventure that guided me to the moon. I had taken astrology courses with my mom years prior, but hadn't realized that what was missing as far as the balance in all of our lives is our connection to those rhythms through which, via which, everything on Earth, this gorgeous planet, everything on Earth grows according to these rhythms, unerringly, without thinking, you know, not missing a beat. So then my, my quest became, wow, what if we could harness these rhythms of growth and manifestation in our own lives? And I started to just live that 
There was, I moved to a small town in Northern California, surrounded on three sides by water above San Francisco. They produced a tide guide. The gardeners and landscapers worked with the moon and the ocean tides. And I started to tune into that. And I uh, then I ended up, I actually, myself and a friend produced the first website on the moon other than NASA's. There was nothing on the moon 22 years ago. Now there's a lot. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was reading, I was hearing Mike Adams talk about um, the, uh, the collective mind. He called it something else. But anyway, it's the idea that when you have an idea, you know, that's why trademarks and patents are important, because when you have an idea, it's like an idea whose time has come. And as you beam it out, depending on the strength of that vibe, the collector's going to pick it up. And indeed, they did. So <laughs> my goal is to is to have us aware that we live according to a fake calendar and to reconnect with the calendar that our bodies and psyches actually move to. And the moon dances with every planet in the sky as it moves through its cycle. So we can literally harness those energies of the universe by just paying attention to the moon. You don't have to know astrology or what Pluto is doing or Goofy or any of that out there. So, yeah. so, I'm curious, what, what, which house is, is Goofy in? I just hadn't heard that one before. He's, he's in the house of Disney. Oh, okay, of course, of course. <laughs> I love that. By the way, I also love the fact that uh, when you're telling the story about the Emmy, that the show you won the Emmy for was the one that you loved. I, I mean, when you said that part, I was like, yes, of course, of course, it had to be. So, yeah, yeah thanks for sharing that. So, I want to tell you all one of the one of the coolest things that I discovered. What, what Claudia taught me was that our moon sign is what our is really our emotions it's it's what goes on behind closed doors as claudia puts it correct am i did i say that right oh good i'm a good student and <laughs> i find out because i'm an aquarius and i'm thinking oh i'm just an aquarius you know no i'm i have a libra moon which is so interesting because it made sense and so what i really want everyone to grasp today is how incredible knowing what your moon sign is and how it can help you and claudia's got these answers i swear it's incredible so what i've asked is that walt and mary put their their uh birthdays in here mary's not going to be here that she's not going to be here as long she's got a sick puppy so let's do um, her first so so let's do her she is november 14th 1980 okay so hold on let me let me get to the program here and, Thank you, Walt, for letting me pop right in. Go right for it. And your last name, Mary? My last name is Deal, D-I-E-H-L. I like that rose. It's pretty. Okay. And you're, uh, where were you born? Santa Cruz, California. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I, love I was a home baby, baby, born at home. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful, too. Wow. Not many of us get to say that in this country. Santa Cruz is beautiful. It sure is. I love it is. up there. Mm -hmm. And um, let's see. Okay. Uh, and you probably don't know the time. Yeah. eight. Actually, 8 a.m. I forgot to include that. 8 a.m. Bright and early. Yes. 8 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> so is, is, is 8 a.m. like your time? Have you noticed that? No. No. <laughs> 
security <laughs> edition, it's a no, no. But I have been looking over the years at whether people born at night or during the morning, whether that affects their energy, their circadian rhythms during the day. I'm sure it does. But anyway, so the date again, please. November 14, 1980. Where was I in 1980? And one of the Just, things I want to mention is, I was you know, we've, into, all been, we've all been taught to... Um, to say, I'm a this or I'm a that. And that means that you're talking about the sun sign. Well, the solar vibration you're born under is your conscious expression. It's how you came to shine through this personality, this avatar that you've created. But the moon actually has to do with your soul. So it is said that your subconscious, which is also the moon, is 95% of your operating system. So when you say, I am, I am an Aquarian, it's like my immediate thing is, oh, sun or moon. Because first of all, if you say I am, you're qualifying source, all of source with whatever you say next. That's why it's like so important with law of attraction, not to affirm scarcity when you say I am. But, mm. you know, so I, uh, one of the things I hope to do in, in my life is relanguage a bit. So people say I was born when the sun was in. I was born when the moon was in. Mm -hmm. So, Mary, I've got it coming up here. I can correct that. I was born when the sun was in Aquarius and the moon was in Libra. There, there you go. go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because anybody who knows then knows a lot more about you, you know, so, you know, you can decide whether whether that's appropriate, too. But anyway, December, um, November 14th, 1980, 8 a.m. Yes. yes. Okay, here we go. All righty, sweetie. So um, we know that you were born with the sun in Scorpio and um, moon, moon in Aquarius. So that's what's called a square. It's a hard angle in astrology, but you're always turning a corner to balance those two. Scorpio, sun, intensely emotional, the deep mysteries of life. Goes all the way from the scorpion to the eagle through the stage of the phoenix. So you may find that in your life you've had a lot of incendiary things, burning the house down so you can rise into new life, so to speak. And oftentimes, of course, that indicates a really someone who has a lot of fodder, who's a singer, you know, and, and a poet as you are. So um, with the moon in Aquarius, this is sometimes called the ice queen moon. Now, Debbie and I both were born when the sun was in Aquarius. So this is not pejorative, and I don't believe it's necessarily true, but it gives you the ability with all of that intense Scorpio energy. That It's the most emotionally intense sign of the zodiac, Scorpio. It's also extremely powerful. It's double ruled. It's ruled by both Mars and Pluto. So it can go all the way from stinging itself rather than facing the truth to transformation. From, you know, from caterpillar to butterfly, very, very powerful energy. The caveat is you have to eliminate the old hurts, the old places where you might have energy invested that you might not even be aware of. So that's a water sign. Scorpio's, you know, like it can be deep raging water, it can be flow, but it's water, emotion. Whereas Aquarius is an air sign. So your moon is very mental. And Aquarius has to do with inventions and innovation and brilliance. It can be very fixed in its opinions. So this is what those with Aquarius energy have to watch out for because opinions and an open mind don't go together. 
but the Aquarius energy sails into its brilliance and its genius when it has an open mind and is willing to kind of look, you know, rather than have a fixed opinion. And um, you were also born in the phase. The phases are really important. There are eight phases of transformation in each lunar cycle. And the thing that's so cool is you can use them. There are actions and uh, keywords that go along with each phase. And if you just start to work with those, you can start to really feel these rhythms and step into the flow instead of going against the flow, so to speak. So um, I apologize for any noise you're hearing. I'm, there's a party going on in the background. <laughs> so let's all just think about celebration. So um, let's see. So you were born in the crescent phase of the moon. And I understand that I was born in the crescent phase too. So you have the new moon and every three and a half days, you have another phase, eight phases. Every two and a half days, the moon moves through a sign, 12 signs, eight phases. So it's kind of like a wild spiral of DNA, right? Creating, manifesting, and then the cycle dies down again. So you were born in the waxing part of the cycle, outward, active, building, growing energy, Right after the new moon, the new moon, you plant a seed, you plant your intention and you get a, you write it down because writing is an instant form of manifestation. And then you make it really concise in the present moment. I happily and thankfully, and then that seed is planted deep in our consciousness underground at the time of the new moon, there's no light. And then we see that silvery sliver and then it grows until three and a half days later, we have the crescent phase. And in the crescent phase, we're asked to get our stuff together, to move those intentions forward. And at times, a lot of habits and patterns come up. And so we find that we're spending a lot of energy struggling away from the past, from the inertia of the past, as the sprout, as that seed sprouts. So it's like this tender little shoot that's reaching for the light and for the manifestation of its intention, but it can feel the pull of these roots of the past. And so it can often feel to the person who is a crescent phase baby, like you're taking two steps forward and a step back all the time. A step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, a step back, right? But I love the example of Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli's lived a very public life. And so we've seen her go through husbands and addictions and all sorts of things very publicly. And so she might feel at times like she's just being kicked back and like the ocean of life is rushing over her. But then ultimately, Tony, Emmy, Academy Award, every award you can imagine, she has brought joy to so many people. So that's the thing to remember, that there's much more accomplished by the crescent phase baby than they give themselves credit for sometimes. Can you relate to that, sweetie? That's really interesting. Thank you. In a way, it just makes me think that we're, it, it requires doing a lot of inner work to really build that strong, nourish, nourishing foundation for that seedling to grow. I love that, that imagery. And in fact, actually, I really, as far as the phases go, like, I really feel I relate the most with that phase of the moon. Yeah. So yep. cool. I never learned the actual phase that it was. Well, now, in. you know, every time there's yeah. a moon up in the sky, mm. you will know that it's, it's your phase. And I always think of the moon as reminds us that we're whittlers. Like one time somebody asked Michelangelo, how on earth 
did you get David out of that block of stone? And he said, well, David was always in there. It was just up to me to whittle away all that marble that prevented him from emerging. And so I feel like that's the crescent phase. It's like, and all the phases of the moon, but the crescent phase particularly brings up these habits and patterns that can make us feel, they can keep us inert as opposed to moving forward on our intentions. That energy follows intention. So we're always whittling away when those patterns come up. Not like I'm going to go to bed and wake up and it should all be gone because I'm awake, aren't I? I'm becoming more enlightened every day. It's like, no, you're a whittler. Love yourself. It's a gift that you get to see this. The moon can be a gentle mistress showing you face by face, sign by sign, quarter by quarter, because the larger phase, the, there's a bigger phase of the year. There are eight phases of the year. We're coming up to the equinox pretty soon, which is the first quarter of the year. So it mirrors. And we've got Saturn in Aquarius right now. It happens every 30, 28 to 30 years. So it's a, you know, it's a, a new beginning. It's a new 30-year beginning. And you can look back and see what was going on 28 to 30 years ago. And then Mars and Venus are there. So um, it's interesting. We're going to see a lot of stuff on the world stage, I'm telling you, as we come into these last two weeks of March. It's going to get very noisy and very crazy. And so uh, it's very important for all of us to work our, our spiritual connection and to not be too opinionated, to be open so we can let spirit and our own inner guidance tell us what, you know, how to navigate, how to stay elevated in our spirit. And so with Saturn, it's very important because Saturn can be depressing. But um, uh, Jim Carrey said something recently that I just loved. He said that when he realized that he was this identity that everybody saw, but that that was not his true self, that he went to a therapist and he told the therapist, he said, I'm really depressed. And the therapist recouched it. And he said, oftentimes depression occurs when you are making a great shift of awareness. And what it's asking for is deep rest. So if you find with this being your moon, which has a lot to do with dreams and rest and the things that happen in the realms beyond the physical, you know, allow yourself some deep rest because you're going to be beginning this new 30-year cycle and it's going to start in your subconscious, your soul. Yeah, there's also the grief, right? Like when you're transitioning to something new, there's the grieving of leaving that old person, that those old ways behind well, you yeah. also feel the collective. Yeah. Now, this is something that is challenging for people who don't carry Aquarius energy to understand, because this is why I think sometimes people think that Aquarius is cold or detached or very mental. But I feel that it's a gift that the universe gives us because we feel the collective so keenly. We don't ever need to read a newspaper or watch television. We know what's going on with the collective. And so it becomes really important to take that time to move inward and to rest and to disconnect, to detach for a while so that then we're ready to be present again because we love humanity. We want humanity to soar, but we feel it an awful lot. So That was beautiful. Well, before... That was amazing. Uh, we're going to go on to Walt now, and we have two audience members too. See if we can get to. We'll see if we can get to those. Walt, 
And Claudia, take it away, Mary. I appreciate you. You can stay as long as you want or do whatever you need. I know that you have a puppy for all the listeners out there. Please send her puppy puppies extra love today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to hop off just because he needs some TLC. And thank you so much. And I look forward to tomorrow's event. Thanks, Claudia. And we appreciate you coming on to perform for us. That was a a wonderful gift. So thank you. Thank you. It brightened my day, too. You're just the best lead-in ever. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. Wasn't she Wasn't she a blast, seriously? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that there too, so we can Thank see. You. Okay, well, now we're going to find out all about, well, for all of you <laughs> that are enjoying this, oh, my word. You can always catch Claudia every Monday on Spirituality Gone Wild. She does Tune in to the moon every single solitary Monday, and I will be putting a link into the chat that you guys can book a session with her uh, and really get an in-depth look into what your lunar uh, moon is and what that means for you. So I'm going to be quiet now and find out. Let's look. Let's find out Walt's secrets. Tell us something good. (laughs) So, Walt, where were you born? Schenectady, New York. Okay. Say that fast five times. Okay. Schenectady, New York. 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 It's a requirement for growing up there. Smarty pants. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Of course, New York, New York comes up first. I don't want that. I want. Okay. Let's see. Patience. It completely bumped me out with that. Okay. While she's looking for that, I can show you. I could show you a clip. I could show you a clip, Walt, of uh, what is coming on 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 Saturday. Yeah, sure. Okay. So while she does that, it just I'll do the short thirty second one while Claudia is getting um, all situated. And can I still get birth data from him while you're doing that, or? Uh, oh, yeah. It's you, just you taking need... me a, fi- a minute to find Schenectady. New York is apparently huge. I didn't realize it had this many towns. <laughs> Good heavens. You know, you I... think of New York City, and then there's everything else. There, there are quite a few towns. There's oh no doubt about gosh, it. gosh. I had no idea that there were this yeah. many. That's funny. Well, okay, most people think it's like New York City, and that's it. And then there's like, you know, it's all country after that. But actually, no, there's quite a bit. Wow. So what's your birth date? May 4, 1957. Oh, Taurus. 57. I was going to play. But... And your time. Yeah, what's the Believe time? it or not, I've been, I, I have been, uh, um, charted in so many different ways that I actually know the time. So it's, it's 1328, 1.28 PM. Thank you. Do you like that time of day, Walt? Depends on how 1238 went. <laughs> <laughs> so, May, May 4th, so May 4th, 1957, the New York, um, 1.28 p.m. That's it. And so we have your, your son in Taurus. Conjunct Mercury, interesting. Conjunct Venus, lovely. 
No wonder you're out there talking to the world okay. with good stuff. And also in the sign of abundance, you know, Venus is about its magnetism. It's how we attract what we need. So this is, you know, so on track for you. And Taurus has to do with the voice. Um, and the moon, when you were born, was in cancer. You're a moon child, Walt. I guess I am. This, yeah, this, the, uh, the moon is exalted in Taurus and at home in cancer. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. So, well, um, emotional security is very important to you. It is. You know, and in our culture, emotional security and money are very, um, you know, they're equated. So, you know, you are helping people learn about, you know, various techniques to do that. You're very aware of what I call theolization. Um, that is the true secret to uh, the law of attraction to me. Because I always say you'll realize what you feelize. So after you set an intention and you visualize, you know, you hear all about visualization. But if you picture something, but you're feeling completely the opposite or scarcity or whatever it is, you're not aligned, you're not vibing with your intention, then you're not, your feelings are not aligned. So facts don't create, feelings do. So once you've created that picture with your intention, written it down, created that picture, simple, concise, I happily and thankfully, then you drop. You know, you take a breath all the way up and drop, drop, drop down into your heart and feel the energy expand into your whole body and your root chakra and you feel exactly what it's going to feel like if that, whatever it is, manifested right now. And then... It's interesting. Yeah, and then once you've done that, you've literally established the frequency. You've actually put it into manifestation right there. But we have these things called dream stealers, these old patterns I talked about, the minds, monkey minds, naysaying, because it wants to keep you safe in the past. Mm -hmm. So if you do that feelization, if you spend a few minutes doing it at the time of a new moon, really lock in your intentions, you only do three or four because of the feelization of, of you don't want to be all over the place. So health, relationship, business and finance, perhaps home and family. Um, and once you've done that and you let yourself bathe in, walk into that picture and bathe in the frequency of what that feels like and until you're just smiling and then see that energy move through your physical body out into your auric field so that you're within and without, you're vibing at, at this level of frequency. Then when the dream stealers, as I call them, come along, you could say, shh, and drop into that feeling again. And if you do that every morning, you know, and you can do it in a minute, just say the intention out loud and, and drop into the feeling and sit there and luxuriate in it for a minute. 17 seconds, it said, that if you really hold on to something powerfully in feeling mode for 17 seconds, then you fast track it. You fast track your, your intention. So it kind of shows all of us how, how easily we get off track with our feelings, how many dream stealers there are. And of course, the, the press and what's happening in the world is, uh, it's an enormous dream stealer. It's kind of the programming that's been going on for years and years and years. Thousands. Oh, that's what they do. I mean, that's how they make their money, really, when exactly. you come down to it. And so now yeah. we're being told, guess what? You're a creator. You can do that too. It's just that don't feel what they tell you to feel. Don't be reactive. Be proactive. And um, so you were born, let's see, I'm seeing, you might be Crescent Face Baby too. 
let's see, Taurus to Gemini, 13 degrees to, wow, yeah, um, yeah, you're a crescent phase baby as well. So you heard all that about the crescent phase. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, okay. uh, you know, right now, um, the North Node is in Taurus. So as a collective, the world we're being told, that's uh, it's kind of like our collective soul mandate. So we're being really being told to get clear on what we value. Do we value having a planet with clean water and clean air to live on? Do we value, because Taurus is, I feel like it's the earthiest sign of the zodiac. And then mm -hmm. Cancer, moon is water. So it's very emotional. So you might feel sometimes like you're on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good description. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so working with the moon is the way to harness that energy. Your rising sign is Leo. So um, that's, uh, that's charismatic. That's the leader. Um, you know, it, it's heart centered in its highest sense. So it's also square your sun. So again, you're always turning a corner regarding that. And you know, not for nothing, you can be really stubborn. I've been told that. And I can say that because I was born when the moon was in Taurus. So 95% of my operating system can be <laughs> stubborn. And when, when I was first told that, I was like, what? But yeah, yeah. So, um, towards I, I, actually, the interesting thing from my perspective is that the people who most often tell me that are people who I would have said, well, you're the stubborn one. <laughs> but, you know, I couldn't disagree because I, yeah, there are times when I could be very, I could just dig my heels in. There's no doubt about that. Well, don't you think we live in a hall of mirrors anyway? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So, you know, th there's only one of us here in truth you know, energetically, as far as a field of humanity goes. So, yeah, I think we often attract, we just attract that mirror all the time, you know, and then we have to figure out, is it them or is it me? When you were describing how, um, you know, about, you know, going into the feeling space, that that's actually been an issue for a large chunk of my life that I've been working on, particularly over the last 10 years, since I've been doing the podcast, really. Um, because, I mean, I reached a point where I was so completely cut off from that, internal space that I couldn't even tell you what was going on there. And I've been reconnecting, learning how to reconnect ever since then. Um, but the biggest challenge all along has been trusting. Can I really trust what I'm feeling there? And I'm learning, I'm getting, I'm, I'm developing more and more trust as time goes on, but it, it's amazing when you cut yourself off that much, it could take a while to get that trust back. So when yeah. you're talking about that, I was thinking, well, that's really interesting. We live in a culture, sadly, that has, uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, a book that was, uh, that I am uh, blessed to be part of. It's an anthology. I think it's 12 chapters. And I'm one of the contributors. And I'm talking about how to bring the this ancient wisdom into modern life. And I think, let me see, it's called Reformation of the Feminine, the Science and Magic of the Goddess. And it's available on Amazon. But um, talking about the suppression of the divine feminine. And we live in a culture that does not reward feminine values the value of the feminine. The idea is to control it as a resource, to suppress it, etc. Because it's very, it's flow, it's emotion. It's, you know, so, so it's like, and the way to deal with it is to move it into feelings, to, you know, to blend heart, gut, brain, to have it be this full body experience so that the emotion is turned into targeted feelings. 
But, you know, to, to grow up with double feminine, Taurus is feminine, Cancer is feminine. That's challenging because all these impulses that you might have had, especially at the time that you were born, I'm hoping it's a little bit different now for little boys, you know, but I don't know. And this is something that we had two twenty two. 2022, just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge portal opening in the divine feminine. And Mars and Venus have been tracking each other. They've been moving in tandem, the masculine and the feminine, telling us that the divine feminine is about that aspect within all of us, not just within women. Not just, you know, it's so it's the balance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine that is being called for right now. So you have a lot of wonderful things to share about that because what you're saying to me about having to learn how to work with that, this is rampant through, you know, through, uh, through men who are born oh, yeah. with this beautiful feminine energy because you're very creative, extremely creative, you know, but that Leo is the, you know, that's the macho guy, but underneath it, there's a different wall. <laughs> that's very interesting. It's it, fairly accurate, too, I have to say. That's really interesting. Well, there's just, there's so much going on right now. That there, from, um, you know, with Uranus in Taurus, that happens once, um, once every 84 years. So that's moving over your sun, and it's, it's the great awakener. It's the god of chaos. It's sudden change. And so as that moves... Let me see if it's moved over your sun yet. Um, actually, I think it's right on top of your sun. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's just going to be really, really interesting to uh, to see what this week brings. Because, um, hey, uh, Facebook users. Yeah, I know. We've got two more degrees. Two more just degrees. Check- you got two more degrees, Walt, before it's on top okay. of you. But you're feeling, you're feeling I tell you. it. So. Well, what, what does two degrees translate to? Because I, I don't really know what that Okay, is. so what that translates to is it's what's called in orb. In other words, the strongest combination of planets is what's called a conjunction. It's when Uranus would be like at the degree of your sun, which is 13 degrees. So when it gets to 13 degrees, that's called a conjunction. It's the strongest connection between two planets. And it's what's called a hard aspect. And so this is saying that um, regarding spirituality, your philosophy of life, um, your world, there's a great awakening going on. And you may find that it's a time when apple carts, so to speak, in that area are getting upset right and left for you. It's at times it's like, well, maybe this is just a merely, yeah, it's going on in the culture, but for you, it's very personal. So it's going to, and this is something that we go over in a reading. The top of your chart is called the midheaven. It's like the crown chakra of your chart. So at a certain point, Uranus is going to move over that. And your area of professional impact, I don't have my ephemeris. I mean, this is something, as I say, I would as I would do research on this. But as it moves over, it's going to move into your area of professional impact. And so what all those little apple carts that are getting upset now, all those surprises, the earthquakes where it's like, where's the ground beneath my feet? 
just remember, if you can't see your feet, it's because you're pregnant with possibility. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're, and as these apple carts are upset, it's kind of like when a planter's outside. This is an interesting image I'm being shown. When you have something upside down outside and you lift it up and there are all kinds of little bugs and things, all kinds of life underneath it. So it's kind of like unearthing Taurus, Earth. It's kind of like things are being unearthed in your psyche that may be out of the box, out of the old box. And when that comes over your midheaven in the next year or two, I think it will be. Like I said, I'd have to check that out. But you're going to then take that into more uh, grounding in and communicating in your impact, professional impact. Okay. This is interesting. This continues to be very interesting. So thank you for sharing that. That was so much fun. Well, isn't this awesome fun? It is. We've we, we, we got to get to uh, some of the people who are in the live stream, though, because uh, we, we've been spending a lot of time on me, and we really need to spend time on them. Yeah, but you're worth it, and I love that. Claudia, that oh, was good. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, should we, should we, well, we have two. So JB, it looks like, is on YouTube. I hope you're still there, JB. JB, by the way, she, my, she, JB shares my brother's birthday. I just wanted to mention that. I love oh. that. Yeah. March 6th, 1967, but that's all we've got. So that's just going to tell us his moon. Okay. We're, we're looking at the moon. So, so this is, uh, his name's JB? Mm-hmm. Okay. And do we, we don't know where he was born or anything, so we'll just, what was the date? March 6th, 67. Okay, thank you. He's an 80s baby like me. Cool. Like what I mean by eighties babies, not that you were born in the eighties, just like eighties stuff, like eighties you like hair bands, JB? I like hair bands. <laughs> Saying. I just I just saw the I just saw the best concert. I just went to Volbeat. It was great. Well, you know, the first band that was op- the first the band that opened for it was a little off. We didn't go in and watch that. I kept that out of my my vortex. But the next one was great. I just went to the, it was the best, best rock concert. JB says, thank you already. Yeah, JB's oh, excited. Welcome, JB. So, uh, you know, I'm not getting a full, you know, your, the accuracy of your ascendant and, uh, the placement of these things. But I, of course, wow. Well, of course you were born with the, the sun in Pisces. And let me just go back over your March 8th, 1967. So happy birthday, JB. Uh, first of all, and yes, happy birthday! Five, yeah. five days ago, yeah, and um, we're building up to something really major on April twelfth. Jupiter and um, Neptune are going to conjoin again. That 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 really amazing aspect in Pisces, and this is big, big stuff. Uh, Jupiter meets with Neptune once every twelve years, but this time. Jupiter and Uranus are co-rulers of Pisces. And Neptune goes around, it takes over 160 years for Neptune to go around one time. So, JB, for you to have chosen to come in at a time when you're going to experience this, uh, this conjunction is kind of a revelatory thing. You know, it's something worth, worth finding uh, out more about. Um, And your moon, you were born with the moon in Capricorn. So you do a dance of adjustment 
between your sun and your moon. And I believe you were born in the disseminating phase, but let me see, you might be last quarter. Let me see. Back to Aquarius, 16 degrees, back to zero degrees of Aquarius, back to 27 degrees. So uh, you were born in the last quarter phase of the moon. So this is the waning part of the cycle. The light is diminishing. And the last quarter, I always call it the Oprah Winfrey phase because she was born <laughs> in this phase. And sometimes people say to me, oh, I don't want to be born in a waning phase. I want to be born in a waxing phase when the light's growing and the energy is growing. But the uh, the wax, the waning part of the cycle when we turn ever more inward is so important. It's like if you if you liken it to building a boat from the new moon on and then at the full moon, you push that boat out on the water and you launch it and you see. Was the boat built strong? Is the crew a simpatico? Did I get the right food? Do I have a good map? And when you get to the last quarter, it's that reverse moon pie in the sky, that half dark, half light. Um, you'll find that you're someone who takes stock. You're always taking stock of what's occurred before. And as you do that, you look back to the intentions that you set prior at the beginning of a cycle, for instance, or anytime you're making a new beginning. And so you take stock and you look at whether or not your consciousness, your attitude is aligned with that intention. And I, I always love that uh, your theme song for your phase is that Pointer Sisters theme song, Get a New Attitude. <laughs> so the last quarter phase, we all get an opportunity to get a new attitude. But you may fool people sometimes, JB, because they may not quite know what you're doing. And then when you make a change, they may feel like it's, wow, we didn't see that coming. They don't realize you've been taking stock for a long time. And with that Capricorn moon, the Pisces is very emotionally sensitive. Water sign. But that Capricorn moon is Earth. And it reminds you that you have to take things step by step. I'm sorry about the noise and have a really have a strategy in place. Now you've been going through a lot with Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, all these planets coming across your moon in the last two years. So remember the high side of Pisces is divine connection. The low side is suffering and victimhood. So addiction is another uh, thing that can happen with Pisces. So, Make sure that you have a strategy and a plan that, um, that, you know, something that you can hook your wagon to, so to speak, a vision that is centered in your heart and get in touch with that which inspires you every day. Because trust with a Capricorn moon, trust is a challenge, but trusting in spirit. And that's the answer. So you can't, the thing with Capricorn, and Pluto's in Capricorn right now, for the United States, we're having a Pluto return in our House of Finances. Big stuff. Transforming the banking system. So you're looking at what you, what's being transformed in your life. And just know that. You're a warrior. You're going through this transformation. You'll, you're still here talking to us. And so uh, I hope this has been, been helpful because you've had a lot going on. JB commented, yes, that's me, LOL. So apparently you nailed it. And dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. That's your message this year. Dream bigger than you've ever dreamed. And then look at where the dream is practical and nail it down with a step-by-step -step plan. I put into the chat, everybody, uh, to book with Claudia because I've had a full reading and it's awesome. Hey, what's my mo What's mine? Am I waning? 
Whining, waning. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm waning, aren't I? You know, this is the thing, people. I want you to remember your face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Because people, you know, the moon moves every two and a half days. Well, so it's like if people go, you don't remember? It's like the face, you know, that's, that's. What I'm, but Debbie, I have you right here. So I can look. I think it's disseminating, but I'm not sure. I don't know why that's coming to mind. But oh, shoot. We're at, the, we're at one o'clock, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we, are. <laughs> we are. So, um, Aquarius. You're muted, Walt. Yes. I, what I was trying to say is, before I muted myself, was uh, we're going to go over anyway. That's all right. So, And, and there's one more person in the live stream who's got a, a birthday in there, so we got to make sure we get that done. I'm pretty done. sure you're disseminating, Debbie. Thank you. Am we'll I disseminating? Talk about that more, yeah. Well, we'll get to the person that is, because I've had a full reading, so I, I promise you guys, it's so cool. You really want to do this one, because you're going to find out a whole lot about yourself. But what I like is the guidance. And JB said, thank you very much, Claudia. You're welcome, JB, and happy birthday again. Well, Walt, you have that other birthday? Yes. Uh, Facebook user 813-1953, so August 13, 1953. Let me see if I can find a name on that person. Nineteen what? Fifty-three. Okay, and just so so everyone out there knows, when you schedule a reading, first of all, I look at your whole universe and beyond, not just the moon, but the moon is transduces all the planets. So there's information like your soul purpose that comes through that when I do a reading with the moon that you won't find with someone who doesn't look at those positions. But also your time of birth gives the greatest accuracy in Western astrology. And that's usually found on your birth certificates, usually can be accessed from the county or state you were born in. So it does. it's not absolutely necessary. Sometimes people are from foreign countries and they don't have a, an idea at all. And then I just do a different kind of reading. It has to do with the planets and the aspects. So let me see what I've got here because I don't have country missing let's just call it the united states and then we'll just let it be california and okay so i'm just saying blanks chart i have no idea who it is we're talking to here yep it's blanks i can't august, find it august 13th 1953 okay so moon in libra Debbie can relate to that. So relationships very important to you. Um, having healthy boundaries is your challenge. And always looking for win-win solutions. And letting people know a little bit about who, what your needs are up front. And with Libra, you have a high aesthetic. So you need beautiful surroundings. And you need, uh, you know, you need a balance in your life. You're always looking for the right balance. Um, and it's very personal. And Moon in Leo. So, which one, the the sun and the sun and is in Libra. Sun in Leo. Leo. Moon in Libra. There you go. So that is a sun, sun degrees, in. That's degrees, that's my husband too. 15. He's a, he's Leo with a Libra moon. You are one degree according to this. Now I don't have the time of your birth, so this is the challenge. So here we or the location. So here you are, we're on the cusp now, because you're either one degree, according to this, into the crescent phase, or you're a new moon baby. 
and those are both those are very different so depending on the time that you're born you could be you could be either phase so if you love new beginnings and you know that's that's what you you tend to just love to begin things and kind of just cut through and you're beginning, beginning, beginning. Know that you need those other people, which is where the Libra moon can act so beautifully with you. You need those other people in your life to carry things to conclusion, to help keep you on track, even though they may seem a little a little slower. Leo is the sign of the natural charismatic leader, as long as the ego does not take over. Leo is the sign of the heart. It can be a very generous spirit. Um, it's fire. It's passionate. So you must do the things that make your heart sing. You must align what you do in the world, what you put out in the world with your heart and with uh, what you feel passionate about. Um, so those are a couple of things. Just remember in romance that romance is like the frosting on a cake. Leo loves romance. But the cake itself is that long-term commitment of ups and downs where the romance may disappear sometimes. And it's the, and therefore with Libra Moon, because you're always going to be looking for romance and for relationships. So you have to look for the other things in your chart that can nail that energy down so that you stay. So you don't just, you know, always make a beginning. And, and then when things, you know, when things become... Um, boundaryless because it's easy for you to lose yourself in a relationship when you have a Libra moon you know so you have to have healthy boundaries and know what you need and then shine your light in the world Leo Leo is the lighthouse of you know of the zodiac so let that heart light shine very that's good beautiful. that was awesome well thank you Claudia well, that was so much been- fun this has been terrific. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to do this and to You're share welcome. your expertise. I'm, I, I can tell you just from what you were telling me, it's one of the more, um, enlightening, lightning isn't the right word. Um, eye opening is, is the phrase I'm looking for. It's one of the more eye opening ones because you touched on stuff that other people have not touched on. I've had plenty of, not just this, I've had human design readings. I've had all kinds of stuff, but you touched on some interesting stuff. So thank you. Appreciate well, what you do welcome. very much. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad we finally got to uh, to get together. Yeah, and that's why I, that's why I moved into uh, and I actually uh, coined the term lunar astrology because I studied astrology since I was 22 and went through all that traditional stuff. But then I realized that the lunar positions show your soul purpose, what you came to teach, what you came to learn, your destiny, uh-huh. what you're leaving behind, pieces that to me fundamentally needed to be added, especially in this time. It's like people are not messing around. They're like, I want to be, I want to be on track. I want to have the con, my soul context, uh, you know, uh, have some insights about that so that I'm not just working in the dark all the time. Yeah, I think I pretty much summarize all of us, really. I mean, we're, we're all yeah. people who are, are developing. We're, we're trying to make, particularly in these conscious creator circles that we're in, we're, 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 we're working on ourselves. We're doing things to, we're taking steps to try to get better. So, yeah, when we get information that helps to reinforce that, that's gold. That's absolute gold. Claudia is a rare bird. She is very, (laughs) 
She is rare. You won't find her. So you, if you've got to see this today or watching the replay, consider yourself blessed. If you want to book a reading, all you got to do is go to the link that I put into the chat, no matter where you're watching from, and catch us at Spirituality Gone Wild on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Claudia will be doing the moon report every single week because that's what she does. And Claudia, you can connect you, with me at Moon Powered at Moon Powered Astrology on Facebook also. If you want yes. to message me, you can message me there. We'll Thank make you, sure honey. that we get those links in the description as well, as well as the link for uh, Mary too, uh, so that people can reach out to her about her music. And we'll also have a link for, uh, is there a particular page on Facebook or something for tomorrow's event, Debbie? I'm not Uni- sure. Unify. Just at Unify. Okay. Just so we'll pick up a link yep. from there. Yep. yep. And, and Unify is a good place for them to go anyway, because Women Rising isn't just tomorrow. It's going to be an ongoing thing. So anytime Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to find anything they want by going through Unify. So yeah, yep, that's probably that's the best right. place. Thank you. All right. Very good. Well, thank you guys very much. This has been really a real nice ending to the week. I always like Fridays because it always kind of sets the tone for the weekend. And we did a beautiful job of that today. So, Claudia, thank, thank you for joining us. You'll have to come back again sometime. Um, oh, I'm not sure when because we're, we're we're booked pretty heavy right now, but you know we'll, we'll pick a time in in you know May or June or something. We'll we'll pick a time during the moon time, right? In that in that the moon cycle. Well, there? you know we've got eclipses coming up in May. Big, you know the the planets keep moving, so there will mm-hmm. always be something new going on. This is true. Well, we live in a moving universe. And isn't that a wonderful thing? So thank you guys very much. Thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.